1: Tishawn, J. Will, and Max—the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: I feel like ESPN executives had that young man call in and tell him to say those things. So
3: we—young man, huh?
2: I mean, yeah, I don't
3: know. I don't know when he said it's "TV guy," I had the thought in my head of the old "TV guy." No, 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 no more "TV guy." But he that on twenty years. But I'm plus. saying, coming out of his mouth, I thought like well, he's flipping yeah, through guy, a TV guy.
2: The guy on, on the television now, you just yeah. go to the guy. Oh yeah, yeah, no every kidding. Of course, all that. Yeah. of course. So that's what he meant, I think. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. He might have he might have an actual. TV do you do you remember "TV guy"? Pat Yates. Do y'all remember the actual book?
3: Everyone's grandparents had the TV guide, oh, well, right? For with, sure. Of course.
2: I always had to go get the TV guide yeah. from
3: the, new, from the yeah, liquor from, store. From, from Or from grandma. I, <laughs> I grew up with the, uh, you go to like channel 99 and it scrolls real slow and then you miss it and so you have to wait for it to scroll oh, all the way back. Smooth, so that's yeah. new. So yeah. you
2: didn't have the, you haven't seen the actual book. Oh yeah. There, like was, the, there was a book, like a very thin paperback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
3: if you didn't have that, you just, you you, had, you were out of luck. And <laughs> you I didn't know what was coming on. No,
2: but I remember being in TV guide <laughs> for the first time. Oh Oh, it was, like, greatest thing ever. I, mean, I made it a TV guy, you know, a picture of me. It was like Jet Magazine back in the day. Yeah. When I made Jet Magazine, Yates. Oh, I was him. Get your picture in TV, oh, guys. Oh, I was that dude. Sure. Jet yeah. Magazine? Yeah. Yeah, man, I was him. I had one. Wait, I got to ask. Wait a minute. You were in Jet. Jet, what about Word Up or Write On? Did you make either of those? I feel like I did, maybe in Write On. Maybe in Word Up, too. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that if they had some sort of hip-hop, Sort of kind of
0: sports. It's hot meat sports, right? Yeah,
2: sort of. Yeah, because it was, remember, it was source sports, all those. I did all those, vibe, all that. I was in all those. But when I made the Jet Magazine, oh, I was fresh. It was like Jet. I made Jet. And then you used to open up the Jet Magazine and it was like beauty of the week. Right. It was always a very educated, sophisticated uh, black woman of some sort in the Jet Magazine. Always. Like, it was like, this is it right here. Jet magazine, page forty three, huh? Was that? Was that? I don't remember. Was it page forty three? Absolutely, That's what they say, page forty three. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> TV Guide, Jet magazine. You were,
2: hello, pages, living the, whole the high life. Key was in an encyclopedia too. If you can find that, him, what well, was that?
3: Stop. What was that? What was the moment in your career you think where you were like, "Oh my god!" Was it TV Guide? Was it what, what was it like? Oh, oh was my at, god! But I
2: was at SC, so
3: yeah, no. But I mean, where you crossed over the first moment at SC or wherever, where it was like, "Oh wait, I'm part of the cultural consciousness." You know, like I'm part of the. I'm one of those people in popular culture now that 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 people just assume that you know.
2: Probably Sports Illustrated, the cover of Sports SI. Illustrated. Yeah I, would, yeah, I would probably say yeah, that. Yeah,
3: that would do it. Oh, I was
2: him at SI. I was, uh, when I got my first SI cover, I started counting. How many more am I going to get, right? He's like, I'm going to catch Muhammad yeah, Ali one right. day. He's on 100,000 covers,
3: yeah. <laughs> was that the one where you were dressed like a pirate?
2: No, that was later on in my career. This was My first one was when I was at SC, when we were ranked number one in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that I was, was just trying
0: to drag you for being dressed like a pirate.
3: Did you know you were going to be on Stop. the cover? You knew you were going to be on the cover, right? Yes. They took a a photo shoot and everything. Oh, yeah. So how did they contact you to tell you that?
2: Sports sports information department. And so so what
3: are you thinking when you get that conversation? By the way, SI is going to do a cover shoot. I was him
2: anyway, though. I felt him like that guy. So I was already on a bunch of different covers. But you still had to think like... Sports or different sports, sporting news. I was on a bunch of them.
3: But you still had to think, even if you saw it coming, you had to think, oh, my God, it's here now.
2: I don't know that I thought that because I felt... You felt, felt that way like already. I was that yeah. guy, regardless, right? Yeah. Like you look at it and you say, "Well, Michael Jordan's been on cover. Magic, number uncovered.
3: one pick in the draft, right?"
2: It, this mm-hmm. was in college, though.
3: Yeah, right, right. And, but you were on your is, way,
2: and this is before the regional circulations. Mm-hmm. This was Sports so. If you got the cover,
3: you were oh national God, on the cover, I was him. right? Because then guy. eventually it became a thing on an uh, SI where there was this for the Northeast, there was this for nah, this. So then. you could make the cover, but it wasn't for all of them.
2: No, this one was for the national cover. So you know, I was like. I'm that guy, right? That's what of you were. are like a Cover guy. of side? Come on. Yeah, and then you
0: dressed like a pirate.
2: Later on, that man, was, that was, was the part bucks. of the, the whole deal. Right? So that I'm was the Bucks hating. trade? Yeah. Yeah. But I was supposed to be on Sports Illustrated again. And Walter Yotes, who's a famous photographer, we did this whole thing for the New York Jets in mud, this whole thing, cover. They're at the presser. What happened? Pey- uh, Peyton, Walter Payton passed away.
1: Oh, so they had that, to yeah. they
2: had to take me down and put me inside and put Walter on the cover, I mean, it was, which is fine. I mean, it was Walter Payton, but it was just like, you know, I was like, oh, mudded up. We spent like, man, I want to say about like 13 hours doing this photo shoot.
3: Man, yeah. the cover of SI back then, you're right, before it went regional and everything, yeah. it was such a thing. Even as like a boxing fan, you knew how big the sport used to be when... You know, every other week, every you know, it's there's there's Roberto Duran, there's Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard. It was like a common thing for for a big fighter to be on, or uh, you know, whoever it was in baseball, ma- Dave Muhammad Winfield I- or whoever.
2: I think Muhammad yeah. Ali is graced to cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, more than anyone else. More yeah. than anyone, yeah. I think him and Jordan are. Like yeah,
3: right. Those are the Close. and those are the two most popular yeah. athletes ever, basically. But I
2: thought I was chasing them. I'm getting ready to catch
3: him. <laughs> You're gonna catch them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Neither yeah. of them dressed like a pirate.
2: Well, you shut the
3: hell up with this pirate (laughs) stuff? Do you still have the pirate outfit? That's what Pat wants to know. How
4: did they pitch
0: that to you? Are you willing to dress like a pirate for Sports (laughs) Illustrated?
3: I, I just deal with the people.
2: I just deal with the man said, man. Yeah. Did you Listen,
0: know in advance like going into it like did you know mentally hey when know? I go in here I'm I'm which which eye are you're going to have covered with the patch did you know or did you just show up and they handed you a sword Guys you
3: guys I if they asked if they tried know. to dress you guys up in diapers and put me on the cover of Sports Illustrated you would be there with your with your diaper on and your binky and the whole thing Come on let's be honest the, the Well maybe but did we, it, we does didn't
2: does but does it look silly to y'all or something I, I don't know what what's the I don't remember the cover What's the what's the joke is <laughs> it don't look want to be does, does it got Seinfeld the, 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 the Buccaneers is pirate. I mean, like, what's looking the problem? Y'all don't like it or something? Or y'all just hating cause y'all want to hate? You like, just
3: look goofy.
2: I mean, look, some things you have what to do. Who would your pirate name uh, be?
3: Yeah. <laughs> if he was
2: pirate. What do you mean? Yeah, Max.
3: Yeah, I see what First they're of talking all, my about here, is, here. Look, look, you have Was that a it? pirate
2: do-rag they gave you? Where'd they
3: find that And they made I'm you they made you
2: look a certain who way. Who do you look
3: like? You look like someone in this, and it's not you. It looks like... Um, it's
2: not. It's a costume. Is that a Your hoop Wesley earring? Snipes you know spin-off. what he looks like a little Wesley bit like?
3: Snipes. He looks a little like Iran Barkley in this picture. Iran Barkley, middleweight champ. He's uh, Saquon's uncle. <laughs> like
2: if Demolition Man turned into a pirate movie. That's hey, you right now. Hell.
3: That's still, that's big. S.I. covering still wish in college. like me. Darren Waller, by the way, key, yes. had kind of a bombshell to me detailed how close Tom Brady there it is they just put it up on the screen well we <laughs> y'all stop
5: we look guys. at that angry the one hoop earring the whole joint is just nuts dog what's
3: the what's the caption Keyshawn Johnson I can't read it from here nah,
2: Keyshawn I, Johnson lands in Tampa shakes up the NFL draft sticks it to and the Jets sticks it to the and Jets and then won the Super Bowl well a year later yeah two years later. Yeah, still,
3: yeah. but you won the Super Bowl in Tampa.
2: Yeah, that was the plan. That's yeah. why they traded for me. Yeah, no kidding. Where they helped the offense.
3: Irie Durag is insane, dog. I got to go buy one of them joints.
2: Man, y'all got to stop, man. Now y'all going to have people Googling this thing. And yeah, it's good. You start get Keyshawn trending. We're
3: going to get you trending.
2: Selfish. Look at it. He we should make an NFT. Itself.
3: We should make an NFT for this moment.
2: I don't need... Are nft still around? I don't, I don't know.
3: I have no idea either. Man, well, that got out of control. <laughs> so... So Darren Waller detailed how close Tom Brady came to signing with the Raiders, who are also Pirates. (laughs) They are, right? Waller said this to Forbes. Ready? Key? Quote, I heard it from multiple sources that I respect and I've been close to. They're like, yeah, Brady to the Raiders was a lock.
2: What do you think happened? He decided to retire, which he should have. That team was not going nowhere with Brady.
3: So why was That's it a lock the in the first place? That wasn't
2: the second because well, Josh McDaniels, though. If, right. if Josh McDaniels is there, you usually go where your guy is at, who you got a relationship with. If you want to play, you look at it. It's just like Jimmy G. I got Jimmy G going to the Raiders, and I got the Raiders drafting the quarterback, and Jimmy G being a bridge because of his relationship from his New England Patriot days. So it
3: makes sense. Key, I wonder if it was a lock while the season was still going on. And then by the end of this, like, like Brady had his plans. And then I wonder, so I'm just speculating. And then Brady, by the end of the car move, yeah. And then when Brady, by the end of the season, looks at it and goes, it feels his own like where he is physically, and looks at the Raiders and goes, "Nah, I'm done."
2: No, I mean you. They probably have you. Always have conversations with coaches and different people that that in, in different situations that you know. And you have those conversations whether it's on the phone or in person on your off day, you happen to just be in Vegas and you happen to run into him in the hotel lobby. You know, it, it always happens, but I don't know that the Raiders banked on him coming there, so therefore they treated carr a certain way. I doubt that they would I doubt that they would jump that fast.
3: If it came close to happening, do you think no. I think people's minds are naturally gonna go no. to Yeah, you know where I'm going. That it possibly could come out of retirement and no. uh, and be a Raider. No, no. You think he's done? Done?
2: Yeah, because he can't he he can't set his kids up again. He's already spending time with his kids. He can't do that again because then at that point, now I'm gonna have to go put him underneath and get a neurological surgeon to check his brain and find out why do you keep making these mistakes? Or are you crazy? You know so. why?
3: Because when you open up his head, there's a football in there. I mean, yeah, you know, but but no, obsessed.
2: No, no, not at all. I think he's done with football. He's turned the page, he's on to the next chapter. In fact, he put in the paperwork a couple weeks ago that well, you have to you sign could, up.
3: Yeah, but you could still play.
2: Yeah, but once you start doing making those steps to do it, he didn't do that the first time around. Right.
3: He never filed for he retirement time. or
2: anything he like, like that. He was like, I'm
3: retired, no, I'm not. Same sentence.
2: But this one I think I agree. he went through I a lot done. he went through a lot over this last year and losing, you know, his situation, his family, and all that sort of not losing his family, but obviously his divorce. And I'm sure that that took a toll. and It's like, man, I, I can't do this again. Yeah. Now it sounds playing football. So might as well coach him up and be there and try to get every game in. Something
3: about it just feels like he's done. You know, maybe it was the way he was playing by the end. He looked a little creaky. <laughs> creaky. But, I mean, the year before he led the league, and ev- the year before he had a hell of a case for MVP when yeah, you, they it, gave it to Rodgers. He, he could have been Brady easily. It,
2: it's time to go out on top, and he went out on top. If you
3: come back and you go to the Raiders. Did he go out on top?
2: Yeah, He went out on top. He won a Super Bowl two years ago. That's not on top. Yeah,
3: that would have been out on top. No,
2: this is on top too.
3: Like MJ would have gone out on top of the, the second three won, people. Then he came he won, back he won, with Washington. He won
2: the division. He went out on top.
3: Well, he had the first losing Doesn't record of his matter. career. He
2: still won the division.
3: I would not say Brady went out on top. Yeah,
2: he went out on top. He won a Super Bowl in three years in Tampa Bay. That R- is
3: a success. Yes, and had he wait key, had he left right after the Super no, Bowl on say, top? I didn't say had he, he went left out with when a he led the league parade, and everything on top.
2: I didn't say he went out victory parade, John Elway. Like I'm just saying he went out on top. He wasn't
3: very hard for guys. A
2: year ago, you just said he had five thousand yards in air or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's out on top.
3: Well, that though, yes, that even, was. Even
2: though this past year <clears throat> they didn't finish the deal, I can still look at the second year. I can look at the first year and the second year as successful.
3: But that's not look when he went out. Look, guys like Jordan Brady, you know Ali. It's hard to walk away even if you don't need it financially when you're that competitive, right? Like you got to know. All right, I'm done. So it's hard for those guys to go out on top, on top, on top. Jordan could have left after the second three-peat, perfect. Brady could have left after that Super Bowl in Tampa, perfect. Couldn't do it. Same thing. Derek Carr met with the Jets. Can he go out on top? Why is he still a free agent? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: g J-Will, and Max, the podcast. And the season's over season might be over but the storylines never stop
0: more stories more stories
1: it's time for KJM's off-season check-in
3: the KJM off-season check-in New York Jets edition Keyshawn J. Willimax ESPN radio presented by progressive insurance and joined now by Willie Colon former NFL offensive lineman Super Bowl champion co-host of morning men on mad dog sports morning Willie Hey, what's going on, guys?
2: What's up, Will? What should the Jets do, All is well. What should the Jets do? Should they push hard to get Rodgers or go ahead and make Derek Carr an offer?
6: You know, it's tough, man. I just don't see Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay. I know he's stuck in the cave right now. We're trying to wait to see what happens. But listen, I think this year for him in Green Bay, it was a reboot year, to be honest. I think you're talking about a young receiving quarter that had to mature, and he had to allow to mature whether he liked it or not. He dealt with some significant injuries uh, with the fractured ribs and the thumb. His offensive line was you know, was spotty at times. His defense failed him. They kind of picked it up in the back end of the season. But I also think he realized life without Devontae Adams sucked, right? And so I think all that kind of transpired uh, during this year. It's just hard for me to believe he's going to walk out of this dark room and realize I just don't want to be a Packer no more. And now there's two different sides of that. Um, you know the the organization may be tired of some of his off season antics and how he kind of keeps them on a seesaw, but I think ultimately he wants to leave a packer. Uh, so that's that's still telling. But Derek Carr, I think it's I think he's probably most built for New York. Talk about his campaign as a Raider in his nine years dealing with six different head coaches, um, the John Gruden debacle, him you know kind of going through the reins with multiple OCs. I just feel like if they were to make a move, if you were to ask any Jets fan, they want the guy who's going to take them to the promised land, considering the Jets haven't been in the postseason in forever. And they're going to lean with Aaron Rodgers. So if, I'm, if I am if was to have my choice, I'm, I'm waiting around to see what Aaron Rodgers does. I'll hold off on Derek Carr.
3: Hmm. Um, you think the Jets are a quarterback away from being Super Bowl contenders?
6: I do. I do. I think with the young pieces they have, um, you're talking about Garrett Wilson. He's a star. They have yet to unlock Elijah Moore. Elijah Verituck is a stud. Now they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with Makai Becton. And I think Brees Hall is right on his way of being a big-time running back in this league. And defensively, our secondary, I think, is one of the best in the league with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. So I think we have enough significant pieces along alongside of C.J. Mosley where we can really make a run. I mean, the biggest problem with Jets fans, I think – People who follow Jeff, they're just, they just they they don't understand how they took such a nosedive towards the end of the season. And I think a lot to, had to do with it with the quarterback play. Okay. Zach Wilson was shot. If you watch him, a lot of those pre, pressers, man, his eyes were big, and he just didn't know what to say anymore in regards to why he was playing so bad. And Mike, Will, Mike White excuse me, is more about durability. You know he's competent, he's efficient, he can make all the right throws, but can he keep up, can he stay upright, can he stay healthy? And so here the Jets are, uh, you know, back at square one trying to figure out who's going to be their signal caller, and here we are.
3: So, Willie, given that, I agree with you. I think the Jets are loaded on either side of the ball. In fact, I think Lamar Jackson, even if you have to give up a lot to get him, Jets might be the best team in football for a bunch of years. Who knows? But if it comes down to Rodgers' car... I know why you want to wait for Rodgers, but all you really need is a competent quarterback, right, with a little extra. That seems to be Derek Carr. You don't have to give up the draft capital, just the money. Right. Won't be as much. You might have him for more years than Rodgers. He's not going to play yo-yo with your emotions every offseason. I'm going to leave it. But Mike Tannenbaum told me yesterday on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN, that it takes 10 minutes to make a deal. If you really want a quarterback, you get the deal done. The fact that he left without a deal is because the Jets didn't, really make them that offer because they're waiting on Rodgers. What do you think of that?
6: Well, I think it's also, you got to understand, you got to look at Derek Carr's body of work. You know, he had nine interceptions this year. Um, he has all the pieces. You talk about Devontae Adams, Dan Waller, Hunter Reefro, you know, Josh Jacoby. You talk about this offensive line who didn't do all that well this year for him, but they they kept him in most games, and that defense kind of failed him. Um, nevertheless, they expected him to do more with even what he had. Uh, so, I just think you know it's good to have a serviceable quarterback, a quarterback that kind of keep you in the fight. But the Jets fans, you know, the Jets Nation, they're starving, man. They they don't just want to get to get to the playoffs. They want to they want to go deep. They want to make a they want to get to the promised land. And if you used to ask, you know, between Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, who gets you there? It's without a doubt Aaron Rodgers.
2: So Willie, the other team in New Jersey, not New York, that would be the Giants. Even though it's called the New York Giants or New York Jets, but they play actually in Jersey. In fact. They practice in New Jersey as well. How much money? <laughs> how, how much money is too much money for Daniel Jones?
6: Man, key man. I, I'm gonna be honest. I like Daniel Jones. Obviously, he had a significant year. Um, he he played himself to have this ability to sit at the table and kind of. You know, write his own check, but nevertheless, I don't see you paying that man forty-five million. I think you franchise tag him, you like run him, give him an opportunity to run it back, see if he can put up another good season. Um, but if you had, I, I keep him in the thirty-four to thirty-five range. Uh, I just don't see him. You pay him top dollar. I think you once again you franchise tag him and you see if he can do it again.
3: That is Willie Colon, ladies and gentlemen. Good talking to you as always, Willie. All right, boss. Always. Be blessed, guys. And that's our New York Jets off-season check-in here on KJM. By the way, you realize you applied the franchise tag to Daniel Jones. Now you've got to sign Saquon Barkley. And if you don't want to pay him at the top of the market or close to it, you're going to lose Saquon. So it's in the Giants' best interest to figure out a reasonable deal with Daniel Jones that they can live with and franchise Saquon so you can keep them both, I think.
2: Yes, a lesser number to franchise Saquon. But yeah. at the same time, if you franchise Daniel Jones, you're going to eat up a large portion of that cap space that you have yeah. to go get free agents, to sign your draft picks. You got all this cap space. Players. You're going to eat it all up? Yeah.
3: Yep. Tough situation right now for Joe Shane, who so far this regime has done a terrific job for the Giants. I think
2: they'll get it done.
3: Which New York team is in a better quarterback situation given that those facts right now? 888-ESPN-729-3776.
5: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast.
5: I think that Eric Bieniemy also recognized that maybe it was time for him to move on.
6: I don't hear many of his players come out talking about how great he is. They, they give him cursory, like compliments or whatnot, but I don't ever hear anybody say that this team could work because of him.
4: Life has never been fair. Has it been fair to Eric Bien and me so far trying to get a job as a head coach? No, but hopefully he can be successful
5: in Washington and he'll finally get an opportunity to become a head coach.
3: Keyshawn J. Ax, ESPN Radio, and we are joined now by a guy, Key, you know a little something about, James Shaq Harris, mm-hmm. former NFL quarterback and executive and co-founder of the Black College Hall of Fame and HBCU. Legacy bowl morning shaq
7: good morning uh glad you invited me, and I enjoy the show
2: Good morning shaq how you doing?
7: Keep showing what's going on man <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: still still here in New York working you know just just here with max enjoying enjoying life and trying to figure out how come we continue to have these conversations about our coaches of color not getting an opportunity to become head coaches or or not being
3: downplayed when they call in plays just trying to figure it all out key, Shaq. Key, key before Shaq before you what, what can you go into your relationship with James Shaq Harris a little bit how do you guys know each other how far <laughs> back do you go?
2: Well Shaq can you can you tell them I wasn't all that bad when y'all drafted me in the New York Jets in 1996 Shaq was assistant general manager he pro personnel, the whole deal with, with Dick Haley, Todd Haley's dad, and they drafted me with the number one overall pick. So that relationship hey, has been going since then.
7: Uh, when I, we had the first pick in the draft, and when he came up, they sent me to L.A. to spend a week tracking Keyshawn and Lawrence Phillips to determine who was going to draft. I went to two or three schools to visit uh, his high schools, I talked to everybody about Keyshawn. And I can say this, you know, he had some ups and downs, but in the end, they you know, they highly recommended him. Mm. And he made it easier for us. You know, he was most valuable player in the role. Nobody likes to draft a receiver, really, number one. But Keyshawn uh, was most valuable player in the Rose Bowl. He was a playmaker. He was All-American, two-time All-Conference. He was tough and physical, and, you know, that made the decision a little easier for
3: us. See? Yeah. See how easy that was? You had your ups and downs, but you wound it up <laughs> down on a show with me after all these years. So that's where he finds himself after all that. <laughs> hey, uh, we've been talking about Eric enemy Shack all morning, and the and I've been saying I think there's a fear that he, if he doesn't work out in Washington, he hasn't dispelled a negative racial stereotype, Right. And and so like there's a lot of interest in seeing what he does. What are your feelings? And and Key has been talking about how look, if you exclude a group from the quarterback position, then you don't get the quarterback coaches, which are the pipeline of talent to offensive coordinator, which is how you become a head coach. What is your feeling about Eric Bieniemy
7: and his situation? I think it's disappointing. It's disappointing because a guy with his with his resume. Five times in the championship game, uh, working with one of the top quarterbacks, one of the top offensive guys. Uh, although they're saying you don't call the plays, uh, it's been but that's been proven. Other guys have received jobs who have not been calling the plays. I think uh, you know this job, uh, the head coaching job calling plays is not necessarily always a perfect fit because they hired guys uh, like that. I've been around when Eric has presented a uh, different packages at the quarterback summit. I've been Im- impressed with it. And just like so many others who are getting opportunities in this league to coach, I think Eric deserves a chance to coach. This league has not been perfect in hiring. And and why not give a guy like Eric Biannimi, who has the resume that he has, an opportunity to be a head coach? That's why our numbers are low. Because we got to be twice as good. Um, Seeing our interviews may not be bad. I'm just disappointed that he had not got an opportunity to coach.
2: But with, with all that, though, Shaq, you know, This is nothing new, obviously, to you or me, hadn't played in the league and been around the league for a long time. You, high-level executive, had to make some coaching decisions and drafting players, things of that nature. But why, when you look at it on the surface, is it easier for these other guys that don't call plays, but yet harder for a guy who participates in game planning and calling plays to get a real shot at, but having the opportunity to fail as a head coach opposed to not even giving him a chance.
7: I think, um, yeah, if I understand the question, uh, we obviously, he hadn't been given a chance and he deserved a chance. And that seemed to be, you know, pretty standard for some of the opportunities in this league. Um, I'm not quite understanding how you put that. You give me to clear that up for me a little when, bit. When
2: when other coaches have Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy didn't participate in calling the plays, and Andy Reid at all. Andy Reid has been on the record saying that Eric Bienning participates in game planning and calling the plays. But yet, still, those guys could go on and have success and get head coaching jobs. Or Zach Taylor, for instance, never called plays in Los Angeles. Sean McVay did it, but he can get a job. There's numerous guys that get these opportunities. And he, yet and still, like you mentioned at the top, five AFC championship games, three Super Bowl appearances, two wins. Later, one of the top quarterbacks. But he cannot get a job. I don't understand it for the life of me.
7: I think that's the indication of why numbers are what they are. That's why we had 32 jobs and we have... You know, like three Blacks head coaches. Uh, There's no question in this league that we have guys who've proven that they're outstanding coaches and deserve a chance to be head coaches. And many of them have interviewed many times and been passed over. It's just the opportunity that we need. We have some having a quarterback summit and getting a chance to be around a lot of these coaches I've gained a lot of respect for a lot of guys' ability to coach football. And I just think it's a tremendous unbalance in the system.
3: I just got two uh, offensive coordinator offers while we've been having this conversation. I didn't want to say anything. James Shaq Harris, former NFL quarterback and executive and co-founder of the Black College Hall of Fame and HBCU Legacy Bowl, Uh, We had the HBCU Combine earlier this week, Shaq. How did the HBCU Combine come about? And can you speak to the importance of players getting that exposure?
7: Well, the Combine, we really started by the NFL, which is good good for them. And um, it came about to give HBCU schools uh, more opportunities to make it in the National Football League. And play in the league. And we just finished up on Monday with that compound where they have 46 players, uh, 46 players from 38 schools. And we also have the Legacy Bowl. And uh, two years ago, there was no player from HBCU drafted. And they got our attention. And we decided to form the Legacy Bowl an all, HBCU all-star game made up of players from uh, – the, the best players from HBCU. And of that last year when we, uh, we were able to obtain scouts who give a, get a new evaluation of, of players, um, last year we had four players drafted in the NFL. And out of that four players, all four of them contributed to that team. To us, that was an indication that HBCU players can play in this league. All they need is, a, is an opportunity. So this year, we were able to form a partnership with the National Football League and have a combine and the HBCU Legacy Bowl at the same week in New Orleans. And this Saturday, we'll be having the Legacy Bowl. We have uh, all 32 teams that be represented here. They'll be getting a, a new exposure, getting an opportunity to show their wares. And we believe with that, that these guys uh, will come front and center and there'll be more guys making the NFL team.
2: Shaq, for many years, some of the greatest players in NFL history have come out of HBCUs for many years. I mean, countless Hall of Famers over and over and over decades of it. How did it all of a sudden go dormant for several years where players were not being selected in the draft or even signed as free agents until just recently? How did that happen?
7: Oh, I think it happened as – I, the big push came really once they had se- segregation, and a lot of the black players began to go to other schools, and uh, the HBCU schools was getting a lesser was getting a lesser player. So the guys going to the NFL that number began to to diminish. However, we still have some outstanding. Uh, coaching going on in our league it's tough coaching in it, but we have some good coaches and we have enough players who deserve an opportunity to play in the league and that's why this legacy bowl and the combine is very important to us mm.
3: james shack harris former nfl quarterback and executive and co-founder of the black college hall of fame and hbcu legacy bowl and uh, the guy who drafted Keyshawn Johnson, basically. Greatest draft pick you ever made, man.
7: <laughs> Greatest draft pick he ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks, Shaq. Appreciate the you other, joining the us other, this morning. The, the other component I would like to talk about is that with the Legacy Bowl, we also have added a career fair. The career fair, uh, where we'll have over 1,200 students and 100 businesses where they'll be able to get a chance to get job opportunities. They'll have an opportunity to be interviewed there. We're having buses to go out to uh, HBCU schools that are within a six hour radius. We're gonna uh, bus them in, put them up for the night, feed them, they'll get a chance to go through the job fair. And all the students who come on their own can register. And we're very excited about that element of the Legacy Bowl. Mm.
3: Thanks so much, Shaq. Appreciate it. All right, Shaq. We'll catch
2: up. Okay.
3: Thank you. Right. You once you graced the cover of SI. You were your number one overall pick. As Shaq said, you had your ups and your downs. And now... <laughs> you I'm, find yourself I'm down with you, you. <laughs> you find yourself all the way down all right does it feel more or less likely at this moment compared to say a week ago that Lamar Jackson will return to Baltimore next season that's coming up Keyshawn J. Willimax ESPN Radio
0: Legal and administrative and customer support at Robert Half. We know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: Keyshawn, j Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. I just want to know what they're singing. Turn out the lights. <laughs> Who can tell anymore?
2: Yeah, it's what he you saying?
1: You got to look at it. I'm looking look for
3: up. Yeah, you got to look it up. You can't hear it
0: anymore.
3: <laughs> Turn, Turn out, out the lights. Light. I'm looking for what? I'm looking for Frank. See, I could be a rapper then. All right, let's hear it.
0: And, the light. <laughs> and just the
2: like. And then like get on the stage and, and people would know.
3: On Saturday Night Live, the late Phil Hartman used to do a skit where he was Frank Sinatra and he would listen to some new group and he'd be like, I can't understand anyone. I can't understand what you're saying. Like the whole thing is, my dad was like that. I wouldn't listen to anyone unless he could understand every word. I can't understand what they're saying. I don't understand some of the rap. I just play like I do. Yeah, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Yeah, I, some Couldn't of the care stuff, less. I just
2: don't understand.
3: So Adam Schefter said on his podcast, Key, the Adam Schefter podcast, ESPN NFL Insider, of course, that he's not sure the Ravens want to place the exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson. Listen to this.
0: I know some people think the exclusive tag is more likely. I don't know if the Ravens want to venture into that financial territory. If there's another team out there that is willing to create an offer sheet that Lamar Jackson is willing to sign, and if the Ravens want to match it, they can.
4: And if not, they take two once.
2: Yeah, see, that's a problem because there are teams out there that will New York Jets. They will say Woody Johnson said. He'll do anything to get a star quarterback. Prices doesn't matter. What did
3: I say about the, the message the league is sending the quarterbacks? Deshaun Watson was a special case. Okay, I'd like to know how I can become that special case. Well, here's an example where Lamar would be treated as a free agent because, in effect, he would be just not totally free but somewhat, and, and there would be a marketplace bidding on him, and he would certainly get more than Deshaun Watson. He'd get 231 at least, fully guaranteed.
2: Yeah, somebody will pay it. Somebody will certainly pay it. So I think that's why Adam is saying exactly what he's saying about the Ravens not probably wanting to do that. So that out of there. Washington might do it. Atlanta. Atlanta might do it. Where Carolina. Might do it and say, hey, man, you know, Carolina certainly would do it and say, here's $300 million fully guaranteed. Would Miami? I don't. I, Miami doesn't have any ones, though. They're yeah. one, Remember, their one got taken from them. Yeah. So I don't know that they would have the draft capital to right. be able to do it. Right. It, it, it. You know what I'm
3: saying? That would be a problem. That's some irony. Messing around with Tom Brady cost you your first round pick and now you can't have a quarterback? Messing around with Tom Brady and didn't get Tom Brady on top wow. of that. At least if you would have gotten Tom Brady, yeah. it was worth it. So – Look, I've been saying it, Key. i so. Here's an example where you've been wrong because anytime I'm wrong, boy, there's you shine a spotlight right on it as no, you though shine you're a never spotlight wrong. On yourself. not told, me. You well, don't want
2: to talk about it. Be not me. that, be that not as, as it
3: be that as it may, let's shine a spotlight on you for a second. Okay, I told you from the beginning, there's a good shot. Lamar might not wind up in Baltimore because you could see it coming. Is Baltimore willing to put? Because it always seemed like the Deshaun Watson deal was the holdup, right? Like no 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 look at him look at those guys over there and Lamar's like no 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 let's look at Deshaun Watson someone's gonna give him that money key if it's not if the Ravens don't want to do it I don't think he's gonna be a Raven but the Ravens might be pump faking too you know say I'm That's going part left, of the negotiation I'm
2: going left but really go right I mean they might be pump see if faking. you can get him for
3: two ten
7: yeah, <laughs> see yeah, if you yeah. can pump save faking. a few bucks
3: pump faking they may be pump faking if they do you, okay or have you moved off your previous position you are someone who will incorporate new information into your opinion no I feel I feel like. What they're getting ready to do is make him mad. And what's
2: going to happen is it's going to become a nasty relationship. Therefore, he's going to want out. This is what I'm
3: saying. At some point. Key, when you put such an emphasis emphasis on offense, because that's what the fans like, Mm -hmm. and then therefore the quarterback becomes so important, and he's the leader of the team, they become like NBA players in the sense that you can tag a guy. But you ain't winning no Super Bowl if you don't want to be there. You no. got to play ball with your quarterback the yeah. way they got to play ball with superstars in the NBA. You you usually
2: pay your quarterback. You don't play games with him. You just get it done in the night, and that's it. It's over with.
3: So so it, if so like when people are like, well, they could tag him. Man, if Lamar doesn't want to be there, you don't want to hold him hostage because you're not going to win. You, you don't want to tag him because if you tag him, well,
2: they're going to tag him, right? Right, just but, so they can negotiate. Yeah, so they can negotiate. But if if you don't if you tag him, and can't come to a reasonable number that makes sense, all you're going to do is make him mad. Right. And then once you make Sour him things, mad, that's it. we come on our shows and we talk about why you tagged him and what you're doing to him. Then his homeboys down in Liberty City, down in Florida, they telling him, oh, man, I can get yeah. them, dog? They, ain't, they don't know what they're doing, you know. Then you got that going. Then you got Max Kellerman on This Just In at 2 p.m. Eastern time yeah. screaming and hollering and going crazy. And then you got other people, other networks, and then it starts to seep into your brain and it makes you mad
3: cuz it starts to fuel the fire and 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 it poisons the well yeah. right like everything sours so they have to point. be very de- delicate and careful on how they go about doing this but that's what the play look lamar's in a good situation in the sense that he's in a competitive franchise that competes with a good coach and all that but he's not in a great situation in the sense that the franchise's basic philosophy they'll pay the middle linebacker who can make a lot of tackles but they're not going to pay the premium wide out because they don't think they have to, right? But Lamar allows them to do that. So it's the irony is it keeps him in this situation where we can never really see what he can do. On top of that, they're like, we don't want to treat you like Deshaun Watson, Key, unless things get so out of hand, you don't want to be here anymore. Then you will get treated like Deshaun Watson. Seems to me he's out of there.
2: If, if I'm betting right now, though, no, I'm betting they're going to screw it up. And within the next several weeks, he's going to say, I want out. Yeah. And then that's the floodgates. Are open. Atlanta,
3: New York, where?
2: Atlanta, New York, Miami, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina. Carolina,
3: New Orleans. A mm. lot of places. Be yeah. really good with Lamar it's, Jackson.
2: It's, it's, it's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, and there's not a lot of quarterbacks available.
3: Especially this, like, I want to see just what they did for Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, what you want to see them do for Justin Fields? I want to see Lamar Jackson with a premium receiver, and the Jets have multiple receivers. It
2: was so funny because last week, or maybe the week before, they came out, the Ravens came out and said, "Well, you know, you pay a quarterback; it's hard to get a top receiver too." See that you start playing them games.
3: See when you start now, getting... you
2: you're playing games, and that this? Try he this hears one, all that.
3: Try this one. Okay, that's right. I understand the logic there. But you hadn't paid him yet, so why haven't you gotten him a top receiver until now? Right? You had the whole rookie deal to do it. You didn't do it, and now you're turning around and complaining, well, we can't pay you because Lamar's sitting there going, you weren't getting it for me anyway.
2: Yeah, he, I can see where he's probably at some point going to say, you know what, never mind, this isn't for me.
3: He could be the balance of power in the NFL if there's a team that can afford, like, give up the two ones. Pay him and still be good, man. I think that's it's the an, Jets. Yeah, a Atlanta has some talent
2: too. It's a number of teams, another number of coaches that will jump on the table for him now, versus when he came out. Yeah, because they were scared of it, but they seen it. They had to go up against
3: it. Yeah, they like, yeah, we'll figure out what to do with him. Tepper strikes me as a guy who wouldn't be afraid to write that check in Carolina. That's so why I keep bringing it up. <laughs> These dudes, <laughs> he throw draw, up. Will, and Max. Well, Key had a pirate cover on the cover of oh, Sports oh, Illustrated. Oh, oh,
5: there's Keyshawn, there's J. Will and
3: Max, ESPN Radio. Green up next to you tomorrow. Haters.
1: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
0: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.